Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide to finding peace in the midst of toxic people. Because it's not about changing them, it's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a healthy, productive way. I have an interviewee today. She's one of our former students, and she did a seminar just yesterday at the time of this podcast, and it's called Transitions, Moving to Graduate and Professional School. Ms. Macy Brinson, Spring 2017 ASU Biology Program graduate. As she was doing her seminar, I'm listening and, I, and I've seen a period nodding my head said, you know, I'm, I'm really digging this because this is not something I normally hear a student say, and not just students in general, but people. There's something about our society, we become anemic, and as a result, many of us have become toxic, feeding off of ourselves and feeding off of each other, rather than going out and doing something productive. So Ms. Brinson is going to talk to us about motivation and about dealing with rejection. So welcome to the show, Ms. Brinson. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so, so excited for being here today. I'm now a grad student getting my master's in physiology at the University of Louisville. And it's so nice to be back in Albany today. Okay. All right. So let's start with this question. Where did that motivation come from? Because you said a lot of things. You talked about sitting in the dentist's office for two hours if you had to, just because you wanted to talk to the dentist to shadow them. That's not something I hear people doing. Where did that come from? I would have to say the thing that drives me the most would be my parents Um, Mm -hmm. coming from not the best households growing up or just not the most productive when it comes to going out and reaching your goals and doing your own thing to be successful. My parents instilled in me that if it's anything that you want, you're capable to go out and get. They also showed me by starting their own business, like when I was not even in elementary school yet. So I was there to see them work. I seen their determination. I seen their drive. Mm-hmm. And it did nothing but motivated me. I just was always taught if it's something worth having, you'll work for it. Uh-huh. And once you receive it, it'll only be better. No, I agree. I agree. So your motivation came from your parent and growing up in a household where people had that entrepreneurial mindset. Yes. Okay. Well, because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to have that mindset. Because if you don't do it, no one else is. When you're working for others, you should still have that mindset. Yes, you work for someone and there's they're ultimately your boss. Mm-hmm. But work to be beyond just what they want you to do. It's okay to stand out. It's okay to go the extra mile in moderation. Like whatever you set out to do, mm-hmm. be the best. Even if it's for your own satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Because not only will you be able to grow in ways imaginable, it's just, it feels good to be prospering at something that you're doing. Yeah, I agree. It gives that that sense of fulfillment, that sense of satisfaction, that people are trying to get that, but they do so through addiction, like drugs, Mm -hmm. alcohol, the typical ones. So now you grew up in a household where you had, entrepreneurial parents but what about someone who didn't how would you develop that motivation what kind of advice would you give to someone i feel like step one is knowing who you are Mm -hmm. 
know what you like to do, know what you want to do, know what can help you get out of the bed on days where you don't want to move. Mm-hmm. The things that help keep you going where you just you're lost. You have to it doesn't necessarily even it doesn't necessarily have to be anyone else if you personally ask me. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can be that motivational person for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that you want to do better. So every day I'm going to get up. I'm going to remind myself that every day I'm going to grow. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm going to do better. Even if it's just simply treating someone else better. Sometimes the little things as a, hey, how you doing, can help push you a little bit more throughout a day. That's why I always believed in you treat others how you want to be treated. And if sometimes you need that extra accountability, Mm -hmm. it's plenty people out here like myself, like many of my mentors that are rooting for you. We will support you, mm-hmm. but you have to know how to go out and get the support that you need. Right. Just taking that first step, treating people how you want to be treated. Yes. And then the motivation kind of comes. See, most people say, well, when I get motivated, then I'll just no, do something first and mm-hmm. then it comes. Right. That is very true. Okay. So when you were here, now you never, I never had a class with you. I don't remember. No, you never no. took a class from me. No. Okay. <laughs> so somehow I missed you. When's your first year? Um, I came in August, 2013. Okay. See, I came in in 2012. So we were here at the same time, but somehow we kind of passed each other. <laughs> All right. So students, when they want to shadow, you know, our biology majors want to be dentists or they want to be doctors, but they're so afraid of going out and asking someone. They're so afraid of rejection. So this isn't a question about students, but human nature in general. How do you deal with rejection? Sometimes a no is the step you need to get to your yes. Use it to build off of. Okay, they told me no. What was wrong? What could have been better? Mm -hmm. What could I have done differently? And it's okay to ask these people that. Anybody you're interacting with, the worst thing they can tell you is you were fine. It's just that we're not looking for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you cannot let that hold you back. I'm not going to allow one no to keep me from three yeses. Right. Okay. Keep going. Eventually, a yes is going to come if you're living right. Don't get me wrong. I do believe in karma. So if you're not living right, sometimes you have to sweep around your own front door. Right. Be mindful of the things you do to others because it will come back full circle. But as long as you're doing your part, a yes is going to come. I promise you it's going to come. And then you get used to the no's. You're like, okay, whatever. No. All right. Then maybe that door closed was a (laughs) good thing for me down the road. And pursuing your studies. Share a low point where just something kind of knocked you down and just kind of took the wind out of your sails. Okay, I may have two good low points. Mm -hmm. The first one would have to be losing my hope. Okay. I was always a standout student um, coming from high school um, in Augusta, Georgia. I went to Richmond. Um, So coming to college, it was a great way to give my parents a break financially by receiving hope. Yeah, yeah. So I dropped below a 3.0. I had like a 2.97, which mm-hmm. made it worse because I was so, so close. close. Um, so it threw me off for a year. Uh-huh. Not having that and having to pick up the phone and call my parents that I lost it was by far one of the hardest things ever. Mm-hmm. Because when I deal with losses on my own, it's okay. But to look at the people who support me, help me, push me when nobody else does and have to let them know that I have only hired I've only increased the burden that I have to place on them. Mm -hmm. It broke my heart. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to take those letdowns and make it push you to do better. So after that first year, that second year, I dominated. Okay. So sometimes bad things, you have to use it to help push you to do better. 
Okay, and once you lose the hope, you don't get it back? Yes, you can lose your hope once and you can get it back. Okay. But you cannot lose it twice gotcha. and get it back. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that makes sense. And you said the other story? The second one would have to be when I graduated, I was kind of in a space of not knowing what was next. Mm-hmm. Despite how much I was applying to things, I still did not have a concrete next move. Mm-hmm. When I graduated college, um, I was applying to a program at Tulane. Okay. I was applying to a program at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was applying to take my dental admission test for dental school. Okay. And during the summer, I continued to apply to Georgia State in a program at University of Louisville that I was asked to apply to. At the time, I didn't know what I was doing. So it was June at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to go to work. (laughs) Tulane had already told me no. UCLA had told me no. Everybody, it felt like had told me no. My test was stressing me out. Hmm. So it was just like, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> let's let me figure out. Let me regroup. Let me get a new game plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's figure out what's next. July twentieth, I got into Georgia State. Mm-hmm. July twenty eighth, I got into the University of Louisville. August tenth, I took my DAT. Okay. So in a matter of two weeks. I went from not having no idea what I'm doing to having too many options yeah, <laughs> to right. figure out in a matter of the next week or so. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of this low point in my life was I was down the week before, but just in a matter of a week, everything transitioned so, 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 so fast. Mm-hmm. My main thing is no matter how bad things can get, know that something better is on the way. Okay. So just for the sake of the listeners, uh, first of all, the MCAT, the Medical College Admissions Test, that thing is $400, it's an, and it's a roughly about eight-hour start to finish. So the DAT is, how much did it that I cost? It was $434. Uh-huh. Um, luckily, my uncle paid for it. Thank you, uncle. <laughs> um, it's about five hours. Yeah. It's hard, but it's doable. You have to study. You have to prepare. You have to be determined that you want to do well. Um, After taking it once, I'm going to take it again. Um, And I feel a lot better going in for round two. Okay. All right, then. Okay. So talk about a time that you dealt with a toxic person and how you overcame that. Ooh, the world we live in, everybody's so angry and bitter. <laughs> we deal with toxic people every day. Mm-hmm. When people show you who they are, you have to believe them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the way they act, the things they do, the things they say, certain ways they can hurt you, believe it. Mm-hmm. Like if they say, I'm a jerk, believe that, right? Don't just believe say, oh, it. you're just joking. Yeah. Believe it. They told you that for a reason. You just don't know <laughs> it yet. Um, it's a very, very sticky situation. Uh-huh. Just because sometimes everybody don't show their true colors at first. But you have to know how to protect your inner peace. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. You know that you cannot be around this negative person because you are noticing that it only makes you negative. Mm-hmm. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. Well, I see a lot of situations where it may be family. It may be loved ones. You can separate yourself from them as well. Love them from a distance. That's okay when you're doing it to protect yourself. That's a good point. You have to do whatever it takes to to keep your inner peace stable. Because without that being okay and you sacrificing it from others, it plays a vital role in every part of your life. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking in general. Just yes. doing okay. 
Yeah, that painting with a broad brush, I agree. And this is a question that comes up a lot. People say, how do you deal with toxic family members? And you say, love them from a distance. You don't have to cut them off, but at the same time, you have to give them that space. Yes, for yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Give it for yourself. All right. Well, couldn't have said that any better. (laughs) All right. So for the wrap up, let me ask you this last thing. What is the one thing you want people to take away from this interview? The one point I want you to take away from this is being happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when you're happy with yourself, you're able to put that same energy into the world. And only good things can come from that. Treat others how you want to be treated because it can open so many doors. It can allow you to have so many opportunities. Every day we should be trying to get better. Every day we should be taking at least five minutes out of our day and just trying to help someone else. I feel like it's no way to do life perfect. Mm -hmm. It's no way. But let's try our best to make it as much of a great place as possible. With so many things going on in the world that we can't control, it's important that you do your part of being a positive player. Because if we don't believe that peace can be on earth, how is it going to happen? How are we going to be in a happy place if we don't create it? Okay. Well, that was very powerful. And this is why I wanted you on my show. It's very simple, but at the same time, very powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like all of these are things people know. We just have to remind mm-hmm. ourselves daily to enforce them in our life. Yeah, I believe that's true. Uh, I've said at some point, you know, we look for this esoteric secret wisdom of the ages, but it's right there in front of our faces. We just don't <laughs> apply it. Okay, well, thank you, Ms. Brinson, and I wish you well on all of your academic endeavors. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. The Toxic People Detox. Subscribe, rate, and review. I would be most grateful. And this is Dr. Shayla wishing you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxicpeopledetox.com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.